Well, welcome to Real Truth Real Quick, where we answer questions about life, leadership, and the world we live in. We're with my friend Randy Alcorn. We're having a lot of fun. Randy has written a number of amazing books. I think he's written the best book out there on the problem of evil. I think he's written the best book out there on the problem of heaven. We've done Real Truth Real Quicks on that. He's also written an amazing book that's recently come out as of the filming of this called Hand in Hand about sovereignty, free will, Arminianism, and Calvinism, which I would recommend you read. But he's also written a book, which I think is the best book out there on money, called Money, Possessions, and Eternity. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's right that that's the title. Yes. I'm yeah. not necessarily agreeing I, it's the best book. I, 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 just to I, clarify. Fair enough. Fair enough. I couldn't remember if material was in the title or not. But here's a question that uh, often I get asked and that I'd love to discuss with you. And that is, it says in Proverbs 13, 22, that a good man leaves an inheritance to not just his children, but to his children's children. So is it wise for somebody who's uber wealthy or wealthy to any degree to leave an inheritance to his children? Well, I think to back up on that, we, we have to put the Proverbs 13 passage and, and other passages in scripture in context about the inheritance and understand the way it was in Israel. You owned land. Your ability to generate an income the vast majority of the time was dependent upon you owning this land and raising agricultural products and or maybe that you've got herds, flocks. And therefore, to not pass on that inheritance of land to sell that land, get rid of that land, or lose that land because you've gone into such debt or whatever so that it can't be passed on to future generations would be to lose, to leave them without any means of income. And so that is the most important thing that's being said. Don't, don't use it all up yourself and live however you want to. Pass something on to your children and your children's children. Now carry that over to uh, our culture today, unless you say United States of America, how many kids are following in the professions of their parents? Mm -hmm. Relatively few, some for sure. Yeah. And so I think this could apply today to a farmer whose kids want to farm would be to pass on the, the land so that they could do it and maybe pass on some of the equipment so that they could do it. So, so that would be maybe a, a fair analogy. But the idea of, let's say, a farmer today leaving everything to his kids who have grown up and maybe now are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe 50s if the parents die in their 70s or whatever, mm -hmm. to and now they're doctors and, and lawyers and they're this and they're that, whatever it is, maybe not even a super high uh, income thing, say they're a school teacher, but they're still providing for their families and they live in the wealthiest uh, country, culture in human history, and they are in the 98th percentile of the world's wealthy. Do you leave everything to them? And that's the question in this culture. In my opinion, I think it's very unwise to indiscriminately leave to your children large inheritances and even a middle-class person, when you take the value of their home, their retirement that's left and hasn't been spent, their savings, their assets, it's like for many people like winning the lottery. And unfortunately, I know even Christian families that are spending today 
the money that they believe they're going to inherit from their parents. And in most cases, when people get that money, they don't turn around and give it to the kingdom of God and invest it in the things of eternity. Instead, they, they look at it as, well, this came to me, so I guess we get a nicer house, uh, we get a boat, we get a second home, we go on more vacations at more expensive places. My point is not to say there's not a time to go on vacation or that um, you know it, it, it's bad to move into a new house or anything like that. My point is just to say, look, if people don't need this, in most cases it ends up being a temptation for them to disrupt their lives. You do a great job of even commenting, Randy, in your book that if you, the inheritance you ought to pass on is the uh, is a godly inheritance, and to pass on money without shepherding that child's heart towards fearing God and honoring God with everything about their being is almost abusive. It's just setting them up for further judgment. Right. And so, and then secondly, we're not answering this question. You've always talked about it like, like the parents were 70 when they died. The whole idea of setting up a trust that your child gets when he's out of college and he walks right into a fortune that would decentivize work, increase and encourage laziness and licentiousness, there's nothing loving about that. Absolutely. I mean, I quote in The Treasure Principle and Money, Possessions, Eternity, Managing God's Money, I quote these, these millionaires uh, who talk about inheritance, unearned income Carnegie, as a curse. Vanderbilt, Ford, all three of them said, this is not a way to love a kid. Right. And that's why when some, a couple in our church that was headed to the mission field, godly couple many years ago came to me and a large inheritance came their way. And they said, what should we do with it? And I said, I just, should we just support ourselves in the mission field and just hang on to all this and we could support ourselves in the mission field for the rest of our life? I said, I would give it all away uh, or give the vast majority of it away and use some to help you, yes, get out there initially. Because if you don't look for support from your church, from God's people, you won't get prayer support you will be viewed as independent and you will think of yourself as independent and independence is not always this great thing that we think mm. it is my wife and i had the conversation with our kids uh, our our daughters and our sons-in-law uh, years ago and we explained look uh, some things a relatively small amount will come your way and and depending on what age our grandkids are maybe help them some with college or whatever but the vast majority, and ours won't be a huge estate, but it will be, you know, something. But the vast majority of it will go to our church, will go to missions groups, and we've got those all lined out, what those are. And it isn't because we don't love you, it's because we do love you. And by the way, we've decided, Todd, with our kids, is that we can look at their lives right now, and we gave a certain amount of money to uh, each of those families now to help them get into a home at the right time, an affordable home, because we say now is a time in life where you can use a reasonable amount of help. We'll help you now. You're not going to get a windfall when we die, not because we don't want to help you, but because we want to wisely help you at the best time. And not because you're not a good man violating Proverbs 13:22. In fact, like you say, it says, I think in Proverbs 20, that an inheritance, uh, I guess, gained hurriedly at the beginning will in the end, in effect, be a curse. Exactly. 
All right. So uh, when you think about passing on inheritance, the number one inheritance is a godly lifestyle. Why would you uh, tell your kids that you hope you're responsible with money when you yourself don't do the most responsible thing you can do with money, which is to store it up in heaven where moth and rust and thieves can't mess with it. And so pass that on and make sure that this, which you intend to be a blessing, won't lead to be a curse. Lots of wisdom there. Study your word. Live with real truth real quick. And make sure the inheritance you pass on is real truth that you model and you teach. We'll see you next time.